Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag, coming to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. If you want to be part of the show, you can send emails at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your news stories or friend questions, but don't forget to subscribe and review on iTunes. It'll help us out in the ratings and we'll get new and exciting sponsorship and cash will start rolling in by the barrel. But for now, as usual, we've got the best small business sponsorship anybody could ask for, LoneStarButtons.com. They're a small business owned by Adam Stimpy Jones. All of his products are made in the USA at a reasonable cost in multiple sizes and shapes. Adam's got tons of experience. I think he's going on about, what, 20 years making custom buttons. He's easy to work with and very reliable. He's got the Gorag seal of approval. If you want to get in contact with Adam Stimpy Jones, you can email him at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call that mother sucker at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gorag sent you and you want to suck on his hairy tits. That's it for the commercial. Here's the show, you cocksuckers. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World, episode 58. Once again, I'm your po- I'm your post? I'm your host! <laughs> I'm your posty host, Gabe Dieter, and also riding shotgun is Mike The Rodriguez. Yes! <laughs> Woo! Back from a long hiatus. Yeah, it was long, yeah. Weird guests. <laughs> uh, guests that showed and not showed. Um... Uh-huh. How's it going, dude? Pretty good. Uh, I remember uh, it's been a little while. I remember last time you wanted me on here. Uh, I was pretty pissed at work, and I was like, I told you straight up that I would not be fun that night. And yeah. this was like, a, I think you had asked me like pretty early, and it was about ten a.m. or something. I was uh-huh. like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna be too pissed tonight." <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was terrible. Uh, I had just a perfect storm. I had um, three simultaneous large projects or more involved projects i'm in it so i i have daily stuff to do fixing computers monitor software and stuff but then i had some over-the-top projects and they all kind of came to the head at the exact same time and i'm the only one of our four there's four people in my department more or less and i was the only one working on all of them by myself sweet it was very sweet and sounds like you got some tight management yeah (laughs) and then I did this thing where, like, I listened to my boss. My boss told me to do something with one of my projects. And instead of really thinking about it critically, I was like, okay, he knows what he's talking about. And I did exactly what he said. Uh And then, like, two weeks later, he's like, oh, shit, all that shit's fucked up. You got to start over. You got to do this again. I was like, you mother. So that was that morning. I was like, nah. (laughs) But then, like, I I, I thought I was going to be, it was take a couple days to get through that. But I was actually finished by the end of that day but around by the time five o'clock rolled around i figured that i I, like i still wasn't gonna be any fun that night like i was already 
pre-stressed, I needed to just go home and decompress, beat my kid a little bit, and go to sleep. All right, <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> Lord knows I'm playing. Christopher is a very lucky kid. I, the most I do is yell at him a little bit. <laughs> yell at him. Open his ears a little. Cool. Um, yeah, other than that, I've been doing pretty good. It's uh, starting this week. It's been hot as balls. So hopefully, Houston remembers that there is a season called spring, mm. and we don't jump into summer all the goddamn sudden. Yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, this is bullshit. Uh, how did how did you fare during uh, the monsoon apocalypse? Uh, I didn't. I got a little wet down there. <laughs> uh, actually. Did pretty well. I don't know what the big deal was. It was a little bit of wind and lightning. You know, um, all, all the meteorologists are like, you know, when you're right 70% of the time, you're wrong 30%. Yeah. Uh, it was funny because right before the torrential downpour uh, happened, uh, the place where I work has a neighbor who mm-hmm. it, who has like, about 20 head of cattle Oh, in her uh, her farm i guess i don't know she has has like three big pastures Mm -hmm. and uh she came over she's 85 years old she came over to my building asking for help because uh one of her cows was about to give birth and (laughs) what the fuck she wants y'all to do (laughs) exactly uh so me and a buddy uh went over yeah and ran through the these fields uh chasing this cow into a pen. Oh, okay. She just wanted it caught so that it, it could it'd be safe. Safer to give birth. Uh, she didn't want y'all to birth the the calf. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh there was apparently if she gave birth with the other cows, they would take the calf away. Mm. I don't know. It was weird. Uh but yeah, I got done with that and I was walking back to the to our building when uh, lightning and wind and so you're, rain was coming in. So you're a cowboy now? I guess so. I didn't have a horse to ride, that's for Don't sure. Still horse I ride. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I can't say cowboy without thinking about that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Are you are you okay around large animals like that? Uh, they make me nervous. Yeah. I mean, I've been to like uh, the zoo where they have like ox and things that you can pet and i guess i'm kind of okay i I would be wary of sudden movements Mm -hmm. but cows are mostly more docile i guess i haven't had a lot of experience with the ones that i have they kind of just been slow yeah so these these were uh fidgety i guess because of the bad weather and oh yeah uh one of the cows giving birth but no it was an adventure but needless to say if she had asked me i'd be like nope sorry next guy in one of the fields we had to cross there were a couple horses, and whenever we passed back through to get out, one of them ran past us, like, really close. Woo! I was like, I don't have... You should have fucking Legolas that <laughs> shit, and grabbed it, and did that impossible flip. <laughs> and jumped on his yeah, back. Jumped on his back. Nah, that's, that's not my head, style. Headshot orcs all day long. I could have, but I just, you know, <laughs> it's not my style. Wow. I think that, yeah, absolutely nothing happened the day that it rained. I was like, oh. It's a little rainy outside, <laughs> but uh, I guess the dog. I guess put put out some puppy pads for the dogs. That was about the extent of yeah. <laughs> do they do they tunnel under and uh, just for safety? Yeah, little puppy pads for them to take peas and poop. Oh yeah, because they can't go outside. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I forgot what it was like to have a dog. Um, do macaroni like 
my girlfriend, this is her long-standing dog she's had since he's a puppy. Giant, uh, giant vagina about rain and thunder. Oh, okay. Like, it rains a little hard, and he's, like, shivering, and he's, I like... I thought you were saying your dog has a giant he's vagina. A giant, but... No, he's a guy. Well, sort of. He got his nuts clipped. But anyway... Okay. He is a giant vagina. He is. Oh, he he is, and to... and if he if I could make him get a job, I'd make him pay for the damage he's done to the house that we're renting. Uh-huh. It was one night. It was raining, and we had our bedroom door closed. And apparently, he started freaking out and clawing at the door and the carpet. And I mean, we were sound asleep. We had the fans going loud. We didn't hear shit. Opened the door the next morning, and he has completely taken out. A two-inch strip of carpet right where the door meets the frame. Dang. Like, dig, dug it out. And I was like, you mother, really? He's digging a ditch. Yeah. Foxhole for him to jump into. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're excited about any movies coming up? I'm excited about current movies. I, I just can't find the time. I really want to see um, Hell Caesar. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Coen Brothers. It's going to yeah. be good. I haven't heard anything about it. I'm a bad fan. I... Have not. I've seen every single movie they've made except for the last one. I, I believe it's the last one. Which was what? Uh, Llewellyn Davis. No. Llewellyn Davis. I didn't see that either. It's, it's starring uh, Poe Dameron. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't seen that one, but I've seen everything else leading up to that. Hmm. And they're all solid. They're good filmmakers. Yeah. Um, I heard The Witch is good. I heard so, too. The funny story. I told... I have a, a good friend of mine... And um, I told him about it. When I saw the trailers, I was like, man, this shit's like right up our fucking alley. Let's go see it together. He's like, hell yeah, man. And then I think I've told, well, I have a super secret movie club with my friends where we don't, I'm not even going to say the name of it. It's so secret, but we don't allow women. It's just a group of dudes to go see a movie. Mm -hmm. And so he suggested The Witch. He's like, who wants to go see The Witch? And like, I thought I had replied to it. And then like a week and a half went by, and then I saw that my comment was nowhere, and he's like, nobody? I was like, whoa, dude, I thought I commented, but I'm definitely down. And then like a couple of days later, he's like, well, since nobody said nothing, I'm going to go take my wife on Friday. Uh-huh. I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, well, can I go too? He's like, nah, it's a date, bro. He's a crowd. Damn. And that was, like, that was the only person. If you want to go see The Witch, I'll go with you. Okay. You can come with me, I've Jess. heard... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've heard it's pretty good, and yeah. it looks pretty creepy. Yeah. So, I wish, uh, I wish I can consult with uh, James Lenores because I know he'd have something to say about this. But uh, have you read any hate on the? You should get him on the show. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing <laughs> that. Maybe this week. Uh, as a small aside, I actually, I've never, I met him in person uh, about two weeks ago. Oh, really? Where at? Uh, I was at Baybrook Mall. I was on a Tuesday night going out with my girl there was and her work friend and my boy. Um, there's a bar there that serves $5 hamburgers on Tuesdays. Hmm. It was hamburgers, fries, maybe a drink, maybe not. But the hamburger and fries for 5 bucks. Huh. That's a sounds... good price. Yeah, that is a good deal. So we go there and we're leaving. And then all of a sudden he's like walking up with his wife. I guess checking out the mall. I think he was going to go see... Uh, Deadpool or maybe. I think mm-hmm. it was Deadpool. He was going to go see Deadpool at the theaters that are there. They have a <clears throat> movie studio grill, I think it is. One of those kind of places. Yeah. And so I was like, hey. And then he runs in there. And girlfriend, I think she's. Did you say, hey, I, li- I heard you on Revenge of the World. Yeah. 
aren't you that Revenge of the World guy? Uh, my girlfriend knows him. I guess that they've actually met previously at an art show of some sort, maybe a draw a queue or something. Mm-hmm. But I, I've never actually conversed with him. I've, it's only been talking to each other via Facebook. Um, so it's cool to meet the guy. He's a fun dude. And I, I mean, I look forward. Next time you do have him on, you call my ass up and I'll sure. betray my entire family to come on. <laughs> uh okay no problem <laughs> but anyway you you wanted to get his yeah his... i was gonna i was gonna uh see what did you think of the uh captain america trailer with spider-man in it i was gonna say that uh that kid's voice and that costume design and his appearance now that that's he posted something about that for me i mean i don't really it's cool that spider-man's part of it but i didn't think it was like the coolest thing in the world okay. it does sound like he it, it sounds too young mm-hmm. like the voice didn't match the body. Maybe it. Why will. would you involve involve a child in a civil war? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sounds like he's twelve, you know. But that wasn't my problem. My problem was his Black Widow esque superhero doing, like, landing. Like he should have had a hair flip. Yeah, but he yeah. didn't have any hair. Uh that's that's starting. I mean, I know in Deadpool that he brought it up, yeah. but I've had a problem with it since fucking Underworld. Yeah. Blade, yeah. Uh, Black <sighs> Widow, uh, you know, all that shit. His, uh, Iron Man did it. Uh, <laughs> they, they should do it in a movie where they fall down, but they're looking straight ahead the entire time. <laughs> like, they're not looking where they're going. They're just, like, Well, staring. yeah, I mean, that that would have made more sense yeah. for Spider-Man, because he's, he's aware of, he's spatially yeah. aware. Um, don't know don't what's know, going man. on with his eyes looking like fucking anuses. And they go, Zzz. Yeah. Zzz. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't mind. I'm I'm fully invested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, the only movie I have not seen, and I I'll see it before the movie comes out, is uh, Ant Man. Oh, I haven't was, seen it. I heard was, it was good. That was a, a really solid one. So it's that one, and then I'm all caught up, and I'll watch Civil War. Wait, is it? It's Captain America Civil War, right? Uh huh. Okay, and then the I Marvel comes a... out next year. I mean, the Avengers comes out next year. Uh. I... I believe so. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Avengers Civil War. No, no, no it's it, a, it, Avengers Infinity War. Part one. Part one, yeah. yeah. So Civil War Part two might be Iron Man. I don't know. Civil War is part... No, I thought that was a contained movie. It's a is part it? one? I think it is. Fuck, man. It's such a huge story. I can't I can't imagine. And they're... <clears throat> they're, they're every day, they're like, oh, yeah, here's five more mutants. Villains actually took... A large part in Civil War too. Okay. Uh, but there aren't really any to be found in this movie. I really like, like uh, well, I mean, he was on the ventures. Um, what's the name of that dude? The red guy that was born out of the computer. Vision? Vision. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty nice. I know, I'm, I'm losing any credit. I, I I didn't grow up reading comics, the best Marvel stuff that I doesn't had doesn't really up. matter, because yeah. uh, the movies don't really follow I mean, that. A, a really loose representation of the book best i had was like growing up and watching um incredible spider-man and x-men on fox kids mm-hmm. x-men was x-men no wait no it was uh yeah and he's cyclops is blowing through those um god what are those robots called uh sentinels sentinels yeah all right we've we've gone deep into nerd territory uh are you excited about a latino film festival this Easter. Yeah. <laughs> this Easter weekend. <laughs> this Easter. Yeah. 
Uh, it should be fun. Should be a fun Q and A. Uh, I did a a fifteen minute interview with the guys putting that thing together, mm-hmm. and uh, it's fifteen minutes. So, uh, <laughs> what's well, good to see? You know, it. I know that sometimes you know when people have movies, especially that aren't backed by the big distributors, it's very hard to see them. So that's good that yeah people get an opportunity to see movies. Definitely. So I I fully support it, and I I guess I'll be here with you. Uh, moderating some cues, moderating some cues, uh, taking some A's. Yes, and and then J Jane all over her B's. Uh, <laughs> Jane all over her E's. Yes. Uh, let's go to that interview and come back with some news. <laughs> okay. We're sitting down with Houston Latino Film Festival. Actually, you're not a festival. You're just guys of the festival. Back in the studio is Pedro Rivas. And we've got David... David Cortez. David Cortez and Dave... Sobrero. Sobrero. And you guys are having a festival, and it's going to be fucking awesome. I know it. For the first the first time ever, it's going to be awesome. Just to get it out of the way, uh, you guys agreed to do me a favor for supporting you guys. Uh, and you're going to let a friend of mine read a part for you, right? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, it's, it's nothing... This is a script that you wrote? Uh, yeah, Dave and I, we, we wrote that together. Okay, cool. And uh, so he's going to go through some lines. Don't don't get upset. Don't jump out of your seats and, you know, pull all the cables loose or anything. Because <laughs> uh, my equipment's kind of expensive. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, hold on. All right. Who's that? Hola, muchachos. Me llamo Gored, el asesino. Oh, God, what's that smell? Oh. Hey, everybody. <laughs> what is that awful smell? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, go ahead and read some lines. Um, okay. Uh, what is this? It's a script. Remember I told you these guys are coming in? You might be an international star someday if you just do this job right. Okay, uh, I guess I'll give it my best shot. Uh, what am I reading? Uh, you'll be reading a part from the waiting room, and we're gonna have you play the role of William or Jim. Jim sounds my, more my speed. All right, we'll have you do Jim then. <coughs> <coughs> uh, what do you do for a living, William? I work at the animal shelter. I started there when I was in school. Good work. I put animals down. Oh. We save some and adopt a few out, but not as much as I'd like. I originally wanted to be a veterinarian. Ah, that's how it goes. Sometimes, son. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I wanted to be an airplane mechanic once, but ended up fixing cars instead. Oh, Jesus. It's hot. Uh, got married young. Uh, had the kids too fast. No regrets, though. I've gotten some great kids and grandkids out of out of it. You got any kids? Mm, we wanted kids. My wife passed a few months ago. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, and scene. <laughs> thank you, Corey. All right, dude. Uh, I think you. I think you just bailed out halfway through. But uh, all right, you're free to go. We'll do the commercial later. Sorry, guys. Uh, I did the best I could. Thank I, you, Gorek. Thank you. We'll see you next Corey. time. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> We open the door in here. Stay open. <laughs> <sighs> hey, he's no professional, guys. Sorry about that. So, uh, <laughs> it wasn't too bad. You guys, uh, how's this uh, film fest coming? You guys ready or what? 
Yeah. You gotta right. be. <laughs> yeah. I think so. And I'm backing out now. <laughs> Are you scared? Uh, a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainties, but I think that's exciting as well. But it, it's going to be good. We're going to put on a pretty good show. I have a good feeling about it. Um, You guys seem to be getting organized. Uh, You went over some stuff with uh the bride-to-be, the babe, Jessica Martinez, and uh seems like it's coming together pretty well. You guys are pretty quiet, huh? <laughs> Still trying to get over the smell. Yeah, it's the smell has just got us dazed. It's mostly brimstone and body odor. Uh, so anything crazy happening? Like, uh, what what's the biggest uh obstacles you've faced so far? Well, uh, right now it's what we're focused on is is uh, trying to bring good content uh to Houston, content that doesn't really play. So. We spend a lot of time uh, reaching out for submissions and and trying to have uh, filmmakers reach out back and send their films. And uh, Pedro is the curator, so he's done a really good job of of uh, just scheduling the films that um, all of us selected and uh, putting them in the right categories and placing them in the right places. And hopefully, uh, the viewers that come out and they watch the films that they appreciate all the effort that we put into it. Cool. How many? Movies did you have to watch? Over 200. Jesus Christ. Pedro's uh, dream right there. In case you couldn't hear that, he said, over 200. <laughs> it was a lot of a lot of movies. <laughs> so many at Stranger Vocal Chords. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, what else? What I mean, that's got to be one one big hurdle. Yeah, I thought it was going to be really easy at first. I was watching, really? Yeah, I, I watch movies all the time. It's a piece of cake. Um, but that actually... I don't know, after like the eighth hour and one day it just your eyes get dry, your back gets sore. I had to like watch walk around, do stretches. Is that eight hours of short films or uh, it's mixed. Oh wow. You know, and then um, uh, rating each one, writing notes for each one, uh, maybe trying to research a few of them a little bit as well. Awesome. You're fucking killing me, Pedro. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You've been on the show. This is your third time. Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, that's got to be pretty monotonous, even though every every movie's different, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, how'd, you, how'd you decide on what made it in and what didn't? Um, between the three of us, um, just voting, um, comparing notes. And I think, so you were the lead and did you have a list of maybes to give to these guys or did everybody watch 200 films? I was the lead, but the, the guys also, they, they watched some of their own content and then we kind of just passed it around to each other. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but at least one of us had to watch every single one of them. Wow. That's a... It's a big chunk of, uh, I bet your couch has a permanent den in it. Which <laughs> uh, <Where's> tiger? <laughs> it was great, though. There, there's a lot of um, great content in, in all those films. Um, and I think where we thought that it would be really hard to get a lot of content from people, it actually ended up being hard um trying to put as much as we wanted because they're you know just because of time constraint um you know we're it's a three-day festival but one day is only one film and then i didn't realize really how how much films take up you know space until you're trying to put them in a block mm-hmm. uh and then you got to put an appropriate amount of time in case there's like maybe a QA or just for people to leave people to come in um stuff like that so i ended up taking out stuff that i really wanted and um but i think that's where i we want it to be as a film festival to 
to make that hard choice of like uh which which one do we take out and just sitting down and talking about it and then hoping we made some of the right choice cool sounds like <clears throat> we're gonna get the cream of the crop at this thing absolutely uh yeah you brought up q a's i'm actually gonna be hosting the q a's on saturday yes so everybody show up on saturday <laughs> <laughs> have lots of questions ready for uh I mean, you you've released a a list of films. Um, are are is that list available on the website? Yes, it is, and I actually need to uh, do like a little one to three sentence synopsis for each short film as well. So this way, um, people can look up the feature films. It's really easy, but I think they're also going to want to know what kind of um, what the short films will be about. So we'll include that as well. Maybe some trailers, um, so that this way everyone knows what they're going to be looking at in those blocks. Okay, cool. So the Q and A is going to be between how many how many directors are going to be there or is it going to be right now we have a lot of maybe okay we have one confirmed you're two weeks out from this thing right yeah yeah Yeah. okay well (laughs) there's always like some kind of news uh, almost by day with you know uh, something new added uh something new we lost (laughs) oh yeah but in terms of the filmmakers um we do have uh, at least one confirmed that's coming about three more maybe for saturday and then one confirmed for a skype q a session um for the last film the closing film for saturday night okay cool uh actually i think well we're working on another q a for one of the docs that saturday we're getting close to confirming i've uh, but that's uh, that'll be on skype i've been behind the curtain on some uh some big shows uh in different areas but it it seems like when you're dealing with creative people uh it's a lot harder to pin people down on deadlines and content and stuff like that yeah we might uh next year close the submissions maybe two months before um i think i had actually pushed for one month before um because i i didn't think we'd have enough content i i I thought it was going to be harder to get the word out but it actually it wasn't once we started a couple months in people were really happy and glad to help us share and that a lot of people and companies that we don't even know Hmm. it's been really cool yeah you've gotten quite a few sponsors for this thing huh yeah yeah we do actually do do you want to mention them right now or um yeah um smart financial is one of our sponsors that's great and um (laughs) Uh, no label brewery is another one oh that's cool Uh, yeah they'll actually be providing uh the beer keg for the party free booze free Free, beer uh, for everybody all right (laughs) who buys a batch and the other one is uh mca communications is one of them what are they doing for the uh they just they uh sponsored uh some donation funds for us just to kind of get things started nice microsearch of course our favorite uh video equipment yeah one thing microsearch is going to do they kind of teamed up with us to do uh they're going to do workshops on saturday so part of the festival is um we want to promote uh filmmaking as well Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're hosting, uh, two workshops Saturday, starting at 11. One of them is, uh, I get a question often that's, uh, people that want to start into filmmaking and they usually ask me what kind of camera I should buy or what kind of equipment do I need? And so I was able to go to micro search with that question. And so they're going to hold a, a work- workshop for people that want to get into filmmaking and don't know if they, what they should buy or if they should buy versus renting. So the first workshop is going to be over that. And um, the second workshop will be over lighting. It's going to be a lighting workshop of how to use lighting to make your uh, films just uh, look a little better, you know. 
And uh, the sec the third one is going to be hosted by uh, a local filmmaker from Houston. Uh, he's a cinematographer named uh, Orlando. And Orlando is going to host one on cinematography and kind of how to effectively use it in your films. Um, that sounds like it's worth the price of admission by itself. I think so. And the crazy part about that is it's actually open to the public. So that's free. That's part of our mission as a nonprofit. We really want to promote oh, okay. good filmmaking habits and, and people making films. So the way that's going to work is, of course, badge holders will get the priority. But if there's available seats, it's open to the public. So if people want to come in and they want to learn some stuff, they're welcome. That's great. So when you're selling badges, is that like a lanyard type thing? or Yes. Um, we'll clip the uh, badge to the lanyard and you just wear it. And that's how we'll know that you can go watch the films. Okay, cool. It's an all-access pass, so you can do whatever. Sweet. You can raid the uh, <laughs> the fridge in the back. That's it. <laughs> um, oh, we also got one more sponsor that I forgot okay. to mention. was uh, Nguyen and Del Cid PC, they're, they're a law firm. Uh, they also reached out to us as well and, and sponsored us and some fun. So, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I guess another thing I would like to mention is is just that um, that our mission of the festival, you know, and how we uh, it's kind of a grassroots movement of something that we just wanted to present uh, content for the Latino community. We're not a festival that's only for Latinos. You know, if one of the films that we're showing is actually an Irish film, but it was made in Cuba, so it fits in the category, right? Hmm. Our, our goal is just to promote um, the culture and uh, allow people uh, accessibility to, to watch films about the Latin culture. Okay, cool. Very cool. Um, anything else? I think another important thing is uh, the, a lot of questions I've been getting um, is from people is, so how does it work? What is the, how does the festival work? And I think it's um, a lot of people, um, the, the whole concept of the all access badge where you can go to the festival, you can watch as many films as you like. That's what we're trying to introduce. You're getting a lot more if you get this badge. Um, you can pick and choose like which screenings you want to go to, but you're, I mean, let's say you do the $25 badge using the Facebook code. You get to watch as many films as you like. You get no label brewery beer. Um, you enjoy any, all the workshops for free. You're act, you're getting way more mm -hmm. with this festival experience, and that's what we're trying to let you know. Encourage people like you're going to get a lot more with the badge than just going, doing individual screening. And you're also kind of supporting a movement. You know, that's the thing. You're you're supporting us. All the funds will go into next year's uh, next year's festival. We're a nonprofit organization. Okay, cool. Um, so uh where's it gonna be what time it's gonna be at talento bilingue de houston tbh uh, it's a uh, 333 jensen um it's over in the east downtown area and uh for friday night um the doors will open at six o'clock uh so you can start um drinking beer meeting people we're gonna have food trucks mingos and curb sliders and then the opening speakers and film will begin at eight o'clock and then saturday we'll have films starting from 11 a.m ending at around 10 30 and sunday we'll be starting at the match uh at 11 a.m we'll be there between 11 and 2 and the match is in midtown and then we'll switch over again to tbh from 3 p.m until closing sounds good bring your vitamin b you're gonna need it <laughs> uh, all right well uh Thanks for coming out and being a part of the show. Back to you, Gabe and Mike. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends.
Okay. <clears throat> so apparently North Korea has lost a sub. Uh-oh. Uh it's unknown whether it's sunk or it's playing dead or it's having technical slash mechanical problems. <laughs> this, is, this is bad Korea? This is bad Korea. Oh no. I'm uh <laughs> I'm gonna vote for mechanical problems. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't know if they're so slick as to evade. Was the sub bib and bap? Huh? Was it Korean barbecue sub or was it a, was it a good old American hero sandwich? God damn it! (laughs) (coughs) Uh, Mike, I'm glad you're here, my friend. Oh yeah, I got, I got no opinion. Uh, In other news, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Iron Maiden's Boeing 747 collided with a tow truck. Did you hear about that? All right, no. Uh, Was it? In flight, was it being transported somehow? Like what? what? In flight, it collided with a tow truck. Yeah, what the? It was being towed. That's some daredevil stunt flying right there. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Uh, Oh, we got low. low. Okay, uh, so was it like up for maintenance, and they were they were towing it, and it hit another tow truck? Was uh, it on the runway? No, it was on the runway. But a tow truck was there. It just landed. Well, that that's what that's what brings the plane whenever it finishes coasting in. Yeah, it's attached to a tow truck, and they they bring it to where whatever Actually, area. Okay, because because the fucking pilots are lazy shits. They, uh, they don't want to finish that job there. I think it's just <laughs> difficult <laughs> to bring a jet around on jet power, uh, and okay. uh, they just they tow them to where they need to go. So it collided with it. Yes, and uh, Ed Force One has two damaged engines, but is expected to make a full recovery. Nice. So they just—I guess—they rented another cargo plane, loaded it up, and flew off while uh, Ed Force One is under repairs. Um, when they were describing it, did they say what I did see? Could not believe. <laughs> uh, no, I don't could think. <laughs> I don't think they did. <laughs> uh, dog whisperer Caesar Milan. Oh, did you read this story? I I read half of the headline, but go ahead. Okay, he's under investigation for animal cruelty. Fuck, what was he whispering to those dogs? He was training a dog, and the dog attacked a pig, biting its ear. So so where's his animal cruelty? That he told the dog to bite the ear? No, I think they were just... Uh, the dog was known to be aggressive towards pigs. I don't know why. So he was putting it there for therapy or yes, something. Yes, he was trying trying to train it. They not couldn't. To be. They couldn't train it with like a dead pig ear <laughs> or or something else. A facsimile of a pig. Yeah. No, no, you got to do it for reals. Okay. <laughs> so I saw the video clip and uh, <laughs> this dog just latched onto this pig and it was squealing, bloody murder, and blood it's- was everywhere. Okay, you can call me a terrible person if you want, but it's just it's just a fucking pig. It's just bacon. It's just bacon. It's just nah, bacon and pork chops. I know, but you're not supposed to be cruel. Uh, anyway, fuck it. That's nature, though. <laughs> I mean, it's in their nature to do stuff like that. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to bite a pig's ear, but if a dog wants to go at it, go If at I was it. starving, I'd definitely bite a pig's ear. Well, I'd, I would probably kill it first. Yeah. Uh, let's see... See, I don't know if this is from a satire side or what. I I need to look up the story again because it's been a couple days. But Trump threatens to nuke Mexico if they don't <laughs> if they don't pay for the wall. I I honestly wouldn't put him put it past him to say something stupid like that. That's what makes it so for confusing. All fucking slack jarred yokels to be like, yeah. 
Yeah. Like it it wouldn't he's he said other terrible shit, so I wouldn't, you know. Yeah, he said uh they wouldn't want to see a repeat of uh Japan or something like that. The Japan he show. Also, he also said that he wished he wasn't his daughter's father so he could fuck her. Oh jeez. So, <clears throat> I don't even something. know that that cl- political climate, like I don't like it was a little funny at first. Uh-huh. Like ah, ha, now it's just ridiculous. Now it's like what why is he like the I'm pretty sure that the Republican Party is like, what the fuck have we done? Yep. They made it happen. I'm so just, I'm I figure, gonna... not that I'm for it, but, you know, if a Christopher Walken dead zone type situation happened, <laughs> I wouldn't be against it. Yeah. I, uh, let's. Did you listen to the podcast with the you know what, relationship? No, oh, I haven't did? yet. Yeah, I brought, up, I brought up wanting to uh, dead zone Hillary <laughs> in a dream I had. There you go. I didn't actually want to do it, but I well, did it. Well, speaking of which, I had a random ass dream about James Lenares is bringing this shit back. What the hell? It was really random because, like I said, I've I've only physically talked to him for about a minute, mm-hmm. and Guess he's he's he's, a, he's yeah he's a nice guy and all that stuff. He's uh, pretty cool on his online presence is nice, but in my dream, he had something. There was something of his, and I went to go throw it at him, and I missed him, and it kind of kind of just went everywhere. And then he picked up a, 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 a brick and threw it in my general direction. <laughs> and then when it landed, it, I looked over and like my Zune and my cell phone were out on this table and it hit them and <laughs> both of them were shattered. And I was like, oh no. And then he like walks home, wherever he was at, he's walking home. And I'm sitting there in the head like, how am I going to replace these things? I can, you know, I have insurance. Maybe I can pay 175 here and 150 here, but. You know, I'm going to ask him for the money to fix it. And so I go try and look for him. And then uh-huh. that's when I woke up. Damn. I don't think he'd be throwing you woke up. You woke up because he would have thrown you a beating. He would have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last story. <laughs> uh, a Fort Worth cop was caught pepper spraying law-abiding motorcyclists as they passed by. You got to see the video. Was, was it preempted by anything? Well, see, I was looking to see if... It was uh, a revenge over shit that happened last year i don't know it i'm i'm just judging by the context of the yeah. video itself i looked in the in the background and it looked like all the motorcyclists were obeying the law because they were all single file mm-hmm. they weren't doubled up in mm-hmm. in one lane so i don't know man it's fucked up cops get away with way too much Did they started crashing like what happened in the result not that i could tell uh no no i don't think anybody did i don't know if it worked or not because he was he was probably six feet away. If I was from... on a motorcycle and I got pepper sprayed and it caused me to lose control and amputate a leg, I'd, I'd sue the fuck out of that cop. Well, he should you be sued I mean? anyway yeah. for. Well, I don't know. That's live and let live is all I'm saying. Shit. When you were young and your fucking heart was an open book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know you did. <laughs> mm. I'm full of the references today. Oh yes uh that's it for the news you got any personal news you want to put out there i'm pregnant um, i knew it <laughs> uh i could see it wobbling around in there yeah i should i do look like i'm about to turn with my fucking food baby <laughs> food baby all right we're gonna hit some tinfoil tirade uh, oh no no we're, we're doing some friend questions yes. pardon me sir All right, we got a lot of friend questions tonight. Thank we you, do. listeners. Thank you. 
Uh, question numero uno. I'll okay. start. Who is this goat and where's Michael? There's a picture of me looking like a goat. <laughs> and that's me being lazy. I have shaved the sides of my face, but I have not shaved the goatee. And I probably won't anytime soon. So. And your answer is? Uh, <laughs> it's a me. It's a me, Michael. Yes. Michael. Whoa. Uh, Christopher Steinitcher asks, when you're trying to impress people, what personality trait do you hide? The one that wants to headbutt everybody. <laughs> when uh, my incredible social awkwardness to people, I don't know. I try. I try to not act so fucking weird. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Make a long story short, uh, there is a buddy that you know, like I haven't seen him in a couple years. <clears throat> Somebody that uh, I met through Skechens. Cool dude. He's a tattoo artist now. Um, he had painted a picture of me. I'd taken a picture with a luchador mask about four years ago. He painted it for a perfect 10 show uh-huh. that year. And every so often, I, like, I wanted it because somebody painted me. I thought that that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's an awesome piece of work, too. And so I've been kind of, every so often, I bug him about it. And so, you know, because of Facebook memories, I saw the original post uh, picture that I posted. So I was like, <clears throat> you have that uh, picture for me, brother? And so finally, like he answered, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I just found it. Let's go hang out." And so it felt weird, like, it felt bad doing this, but like I basically had to invite one of my friends. I wasn't, I didn't want to make it a situation where my social awkwardness got in the way of us talking. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So like I had to invite another person that I knew to be a buffer. Yeah. So that it wouldn't just be me being weird. <laughs> and he probably. And then thought- it turned it turned out that we were alone for like an hour, and it, we were just fine. Oh, okay. But it's like I always have that, you know, in the back of my mind, like I know how socially awkward I am. So usually when I meet somebody or I'm trying to make them think that I'm cool or whatever, I, I like like push that away. <laughs> you need the buddy system. Yeah. What about you? Um, I just try not to act on those random thoughts that I get that uh, seem like good ideas at the time. <laughs> like the handshake where you pull the hand to the crotch. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think <laughs> or, I don't even think that's a thing, bro. You know, just stuff like that, just asshole ideas. Yeah, uh, you know, when you meet people, it's not a social experiment. You're actually trying to socialize and yeah, be cool to one another. Just a uh, social experiment, bro. You got another question? Oh yeah. Uh, let let me go back to my list. Okay, if you could be a woman, who would you be and why? I'm going to go with a nasty answer, and I'll be my girlfriend so I can touch myself. Whoa. Whoa. That's... All day long. All day, every day. You dirty. Um... Well, she, well, she fine. <laughs> so. Uh, if I could be a woman, what woman would I be? And why? And why? Oh. Uh, hmm. Fuck, man. I don't know. That's it's a weird... It's tough, because I think... I think, honestly, I think it's very tough to be a woman. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's very tough to live in this society. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I get it. Uh, no, man. I don't know. I can't answer that question. No, dog. You got to participate. I just told I'm, everybody I'm on air that I, I wanted le- to be I my girlfriend legitim- so I could touch myself. Okay, but that's that's a goofy, <laughs> that's a joke answer. I'm not trying to give a joke answer. I'm trying to be serious. And honestly, I cannot think of a woman that I would want to be. A young Margaret Thatcher? No, not at all. Madam Curie? Nope. Amelia Earhart? No. No. Fuck. I'm sorry. I just okay. can't. I don't know. Okay. 
Plus, it means I would get plowed by a dude. Or I would, well, I don't know. Lesbian thing would be weird. I don't know. No, I can't really answer it. <laughs> and that's that's probably the thought process I'm using. And yeah, it makes sense why I can't answer it. Because I'm just probably thinking too much. You're thinking about getting that dick? <laughs> I don't want to get plowed. <laughs> uh, okay, Chris Steininger asks, in a related topic... Uh, what article of women's clothing would you like to wear? I would once like to just go outside, find a nice pair of jeggings, and, and just fucking work it. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that's not a bad answer. Uh, that shit looks comfortable as fuck, too. Uh, what's the big deal with Uggs? <laughs> <laughs> you want to wear some fucking furry Uggs? Some fucking wool-lined uh, boots. No. Pleather boots? You don't want to wear the fucking Spartan sandals? <laughs> Spartan sandals? Those those sandals, but they go all the way up to your fucking, like, kneecap <laughs> almost. There's, like, lace those all the way Those aren't women's up. clothes, are they? It's women's shoes. Huh. That certainly aren't men's shoes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's weird. No, I don't know. Um, jeggings. That's a good answer. Just the flexibility you would have in those. Yeah. It's got to be some kind of bonus. Get a lot of free drinks with those jeggings. On. <laughs> Next. Next, I have another follow-up question from... Oh, sorry. I didn't say who the person last la- asked the last question. is. Jason Betty. That's the witch guy that uh, betrayed me. Oh, okay. Okay. Next one's from Gabriel Espithia. If you were half sausage and half human, which part of you would be half sausage? Uh, and this is half and half, like below the waist or above the waist? Or down the middle? Or <laughs> patches? I think, he says, I think you are limited to half of your body has to be one or the other. But that still doesn't answer the question. I'm going to say 50% of my body mass is sausage. And if I had an additional power in which I could regrow cells, I would probably have sausage fingers. I don't like, it, it would be fun to like nibble on my nibble hands. On your, oh, nibble on your own flesh during the disgusting. day. That's uh, disgusting. I just want my core to be sausage. <laughs> He has a nice sausage core. <laughs> Why does Gabe stink so bad, but he looks completely normal? Oh, right, so good. what you want? Breakfast sausage? Some, summer sausage? I want a sausage skeleton. There you go. God damn. <laughs> be floating around. No, it'd probably be my top half, because uh, I don't want to shit out of a sausage butthole. Seems like I'd lose a lot of it yeah. when it comes out. What about throwing up out of a sausage mouth? <laughs> What about chewing with sausage? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good points. Uh, Dave Sabrero, Sabrero asks, would you rather have arms as long as legs or legs as long as arms? God damn. Um, I thought it was a semi-cool design uh, in episode one. That one dude that kind of punched with his feet and walked with his hands. And I think that's kind of... Episode one of what? Oh, Sorry. The ep- the only episode one that matters now, uh, Star Wars episode one. Oh yeah, gotcha. One of the pod racers was like a dude that had yeah. like basically that T Rex legs, T Rex arms, T Rex arms for legs, and then yeah. regular arms, regular legs for arms. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'll probably go that route. Okay, that's not. So I would have my legs as long as my arms. Doesn't seem very buoyant. You you have a very strange way of picking how you decide <laughs> things. 
I would want one arm as long as a leg. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just fucking hobble. I want- Extreme hobbler. Uh, let's see. You'd be doing cartwheels like a boss, though. Legs as sh- legs as long as arms wouldn't be that well, different. I'm, my my I'm, legs are already pretty short. I really, I'm trying to take into mind the was it Da Vinci that drew that? Yeah. Aren't they already the same length, more or less? Uh, no. Because your your arms are longer than your legs. Because your arms, if you hold them out, it's supposed to be your height. Right. No. No. <sighs> Your arms are shorter. For okay. Sure. Uh, Only one way to find out. Let's <laughs> like, go. Let's go get a corpse and where we mutilate ta- it. I have a tape measure. Uh, let's <laughs> no, see. corpse will work out much better. Uh, his follow-up question: Would you rather have three eyes or just one? Hmm. No, I need. I need three. Three? Oh, uh, sure. Shit, wouldn't want one. The depth perception <laughs> would be terrible. What about the depth perception with three? I imagine they're pretty good. You have three. Focal points. I imagine yeah. it'd be better than having two. This and, is true. And if you fuck it up, you still got two left. You're probably right. You about fuck up that, the mate. one eyeball. That's it. <laughs> There's no turning back. Yeah, you're right. More is always better. Uh, I got a question here. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yay or nay? Now, with, without I'd, seeing the movie, I'm gonna say yay. I have not seen it, and I definitely want to. Um, I like seeing. Uh, what's his name? John Goodman. Uh, yeah, I like seeing John Goodman all worked up. <laughs> that gets your goat. Don't open that door. So we can don't go out there. We can leave our girlfriends at home and do a twofer. Nope. Oh. De- definitely taking the lady to see that. You can still come along. Okay. Um, Lori, I get to sit between your tattoos. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lori Rodriguez asks: Chucks, Docks, or Vans? Uh, depends on the sitch. I think. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, okay, I've only owned one pair of Docs in my life, and you still have them. I don't. Oh. The exact fucking opposite. I, they weren't. See, it was cool in high school. The fucking Doc Martin boots. So when I graduated high school, I bought some Doc Martin, like more of a they're low cut, mm-hmm. looking more like work shoes. Yeah, Oxford's. Yeah. So I got I got those for graduation and like. Not even two months later, my my fat white feet busted like hulked those shoes and like just they literally ripped apart at the seams. <laughs> and I'm not even fucking with you. So like I didn't experience that. I, I've never experienced the feel of having proper Doc Martin boots, whether it's you know sixteen eyelets or ones that go up to your kneecaps. I believe they come in different widths too. Hey, saying. I was a, I was a Nuber boober in high school. All right. An Uber boober, Uber. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm a Vans man the, these days. I've I've done both Chucks, Docs, and well, that's three things. But I've done Chucks and Docs, and I'm definitely a Vans man these days. Uh, Vans slip-ons, those are my usual go-to on the weekend. Fast to come on, fast to get off. No muss, no fuss, no coconuts. What's how's it, however that goes? No idea what you're saying. <laughs> no must, no fuss, no coconuts. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I I do like chucks. I like uh, high top chucks. Hmm. Those always feel good. They're, the The reason I like them is that they. I am a clumsy walker. Yeah. And they, if you have high tops on, you, it's almost impossible to roll your ankle. Yeah, it's like a what is it? Dura 
dura track or whatever for tires yeah well uh, yeah it's like it's like you're wearing a splint yeah for your ankles yeah so like it's they, very hard to get messed up on them but you feel every pebble like you yeah, if you're gonna be walking around they're for a really while, flat yeah you don't want to be wearing chucks right or you're gonna your puppy's gonna be burning that's how i see vans too i mean i think they're a little more cushiony and they, have, they are they have yeah. that webbing but they're flat they are flat they're but very I, but stable I, I, my arch isn't too terribly big, so yeah, it doesn't hurt. Next, next, uh, I think I'm done with mine, but I will read the next one on this list. Oh, geez. Uh, Stacy Daniels asks, <laughs> "Should I buy a Diva Cup?" I don't think so. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. What's a Diva Cup? It's a cup for divas, man. Like a pimp cup? Yeah, I think so. If it's anything like a pimp cup, if if you if you consider yourself a diva, I'd say go with go for it. Go for it. Get that cup. Be your be yourself. Um, but I don't recommend it. Christopher Steininger asks, what makes you feel insecure? Oh, God. What doesn't make me feel insecure? Um, pretty much anything that's out in the public that uh, gets reviewed by the public, um, I have some insecurity about. Unless I work really hard to get shit locked down exactly the way I would want it. Uh, mm-hmm. But even then, you know. It sucks, man. Like anything, anything negative that's ever been said about me or my artwork or uh, anything I've ever done, mm-hmm. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the the type, the only type of memory that that can't be <clears throat> forgotten with me. And maybe it's just because I haven't received enough negative criticism, but uh, it always stands out, and that's what I'm, you know. I'm always aware of of that. I think for me, growing up, uh, the youngest out of the five siblings, <clears throat> I always it's it's a really weird thing to where if I'm put on the spot, I I even if I know the answers, I start stumbling about because I I don't have confidence in it. I don't know, like somebody asks me something and I I know I know the answer, but like I don't feel confident in that answer, even though it's the right fucking answer. Like I don't know, it, it's it's a weird thing. So I'm insecure about that. It's it's like when I try to explain stuff to people, I don't do it right because I don't I don't think that I'm doing it right as I'm explaining, mm-hmm. like I'm doing now. <laughs> so that's that. So yeah, and that's something. I mean, like I said, I've gotten better at talking about you know talking stuff through. But it's like if if I know how to do a certain okay, like with IT, if I know how to do a certain operation, if somebody just comes up to me like, hey, how do I do this? Like I have to. Vis- visibly reproduce it even though in my mind i can see it it's like i don't have the confidence to just go off of what's in my mind I, ha- I have to do it again visually in front of me to know something even though i know it right so that that always bugs the shit out of me like hey how do i do this and i'm sitting there like on my own computer going okay we well, open up my computer you right click it and then you go to and then like i I've, i'm following along to myself mm-hmm. to make sure that I, I'm saying what is right, even though I already know what's right. Word. Word. I understand that. Um, Jose Alberto Chavez asks, is there anyone in your past you still owe an apology to? Well, you go first. Apologies aren't <laughs> given, they're earned. Um, I don't think so. I don't know. I feel like time passes, and if you're waiting for an apology to happen, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You either got to get over it yourself. I don't know. With stuff that happens in your past or whatnot, stuff has happened to me. I'm not waiting for X, Y, and Z to, you know, to 
apologize to me. Yeah. I get over it myself. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And, um, and secondly, I, I don't feel like I ever do anything intentionally to hurt people that would warrant an apology. I might be doing stuff accidentally that some people says, oh, man, he was being an asshole. But, like, in my heart of hearts, I, I never try to be an asshole to anybody. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, I think when I was younger, I didn't really care if I was an asshole or not. <laughs> yeah. In some circumstances. But I definitely have owed people an apology. And I've definitely given those people apologies. Uh, just so happens... Right now, all I can think of is one person who I owe an apology to, and uh, I don't know that they care to hear it. So yeah, it might never, but never get said. But if you apologize to somebody and they don't take it well, at least you said it. Yeah, that's true. Because um, as with everything in life, it's all about your experience. <laughs> you selfish bastard. Selfish prick. Okay, we got anything else? Christopher Steininger asks. God damn it. When have you lost your dignity? As soon as I answered this question, Christopher. Um, I think I still have a little bit of dignity left. Uh, I figure as I'm getting older and I'm now my dad, I am reaching the realm of dad jokes. Mm-hmm. Like the ones you see on the internet. And <laughs> I don't care how dumb I look. Like I say really stupid shit to my son to make him laugh. Yeah. Or to make my girlfriend laugh. And I, I don't care. Yeah. And I guess that's losing dignity, but I, fi- I think it's fun. Uh, I don't know, man. I've always been kind of a clown, but, uh, have I lost my dignity? I don't know, man. That's a weird, that's a tough question. I mean, it's not like you lose your dignity and you bank that fucking memory (laughs) for later in case somebody asks you, you know, I try to like block that shit out and, you know, throw it in the, in the, well, the time that you wake up and throw up and shit your pants, (laughs) I guess that's the part where you lose your dignity oh i've pissed the bed before yeah i mean like recently mm. where i've you know maybe yeah. had a fever at night and uh i don't think that's losing dignity well still gotta wake up and and explain tell the wife to yeah. be <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that I'm, I'm a little kid and i wet the bed yeah and we gotta deal with it but uh yeah sometimes you just have a dream happens, that you're man. taking a leak <laughs> dude i have dreams all the time that like full jet Fucking pissing against the wall. <laughs> it's and like I wake up you. and I touch myself just to make sure that I had not peed the bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I'll probably go see a doctor about you <laughs> wedding. Now, I'm not trying to make a joke out of it because I mean I'll come clean. I I have recently too. It's like I just, I drank too much after midnight or some shit, and then all of a sudden like I wake up and there's like my fucking underwear's wet, and I'm like, oh man, like I gotta I, I gotta do the same thing. I gotta uh-huh. wake up and try not to blame the kid on it. Yeah. So y'all guys want personal answers? You're fucking getting them. You got them, buddy. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm. It's embarrassing. We're we're grown ass people, but eh. shit happens, man. I I still haven't shit the bed. Yeah, I haven't shit so the bed. Either. I I you still doing pretty good. Accomplishment. <laughs> you haven't completely lost your dignity. You right. haven't shat the bed yet. All right, I think we're gonna move on to some oh, tinfoil tirade. Okay. UFOs. See it some friends they are uh let's see don't worry they're not gonna listen oh yeah that's true (laughs) um i kid jesse hughes of this is uh from chris steininger actually that 
prick that was asking all those personal Fucking questions. Uh, Jesse Hughes of Eagles of Death Metal said in an interview that he believes the terror attack at the Bataclan was an inside job. He said things didn't feel right when they got there, and six security members didn't show up. I saw that. I saw that he recanted like the next day. He recanted, I think, the same day that that came yeah. that that came out, and that makes it all the weirder because why do you got to apologize for something like that? If I thought something was an inside job, like well, who who am I hurting by saying that? That I think that it's an inside job. Who who was being hurt? Uh, the venue. The venue and the people that work there and the people that didn't show up that night. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, why would he? It? In his uh, recanting, he he described all the feelings he was going through and why you know he was ashamed of what he said. Yeah. Uh, can't remember it off the top of my head, but uh, basically he was saying that you know he's he's dealing with a lot of PTSD from that night and uh, yeah. Did they wound up playing a makeup show, right? At least that's what I heard. They actually uh, played so. yeah. again. I don't know. That's a that is a crazy. I, I'd thing like to happen. know how many was any security killed during the I attacks. Know. I don't know. Now, if those six people were Muslims, <laughs> you fucking racist fuck. No, I'm just I'm getting my tinfoil hat yeah. on. Uh, nah, I mean it would be easy to investigate all that. Yeah, uh, I don't know what his actual information comes from. Uh, oh, how he found out that there's six people missing? What? Well, he knew that that yeah. night. Um, but the whys, I guess he doesn't really know, or he would have said it, I imagine. <sighs> tough story. Tough why, fucking... Why? Huh? The why, why it would happen? What do you mean? No, uh, I mean, because he has to deal with going through it. Deal with why was I here? Why did I live? No, just the fact that why does that this he, happen to human humanity? Like, <laughs> like what? I mean, that's that. Those are things I would ask myself. Yeah, well, I'm 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 just saying because that was his reaction to the situation. Yeah. Uh, the amount of shame that he had to deal with when that story went out, mm, okay. and how many people it might have affected. You know, I don't know because you know we. I only know what he said and what he said in his recant, so uh, it's tough, man. I mean, he probably has fucking nightmares every night about that. That was really strange when I found out. Like, hey, I, I know of the band that was playing during the attack. It's like it's a weird thing to be that band. Yeah. Um, it was reported that okay, so Deftones was supposed to play the next night mm-hmm. at that venue, so they were there watching the show, and I think when. Shit went down. They like they were all able to get out of there. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy to think that they could have been killed as well. Yeah, could have been a could have been a lot worse. Yeah, if if everything had gone to plan, I mean, way more people could have been killed. But how many were killed? Like eighty. Eighty at that venue, I believe. Yeah, that's still that's a fuckload though. That is. Uh, and tenfold tirade is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. <laughs> LoneStarButtons.com is your source for custom pin-on buttons. Uh, If you're looking for a button maker, LoneStarButtons.com is your source. Um, They're owned by Adam Simby Jones, and he's got tons of experience. I think he's pushing 20 years of button making, and uh, 
He's easy to work with and reliable. You can get in touch with him by emailing him at, at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call him at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gabe sent you and you want to suck on those hairy tits. Uh, I don't know. You got anything else, Mike? Uh, I have a, a speaking of Adam Jones, yeah. Stimpy Jones, he he did just ask a question a couple minutes ago. Oh shit, well that, that segment's way over. It is, I'm, I'm just going to ask it because people want to know. He wants says, to know, what's your pre, pre-show choice of food? And and usually, 90% of the time? It's Vietnamese sandwiches for Mike. No, the, okay, that's a third of the time. Two, okay. The other third to a quarter is uh, Panda Express. That's Can't right. stress that enough. You get you get the fucking noodles. You get the fucking teriyaki chicken. Yep. You get yourself some goddamn chicken and mushrooms, and then you top that off with a veggie spring roll, and that is perfect podcasting fuel. I give in some of my best work under the influence of that meal. You can't go wrong unless you eat it there. <laughs> yes. And then yeah, the there there is some bon me sandwich places near my job in Midtown. I bring them over every so often. It really sucks that there's nothing around here, but I mean, I don't think that there's a large Vietnamese population in Pasadena. Right. So slim pickings, and and I do got to say, it's it's slim pickings for fast food. Like I seem like I have to make a trip. Yeah. To get either here from where I want to eat, or if I'm in this area to try to find something to eat real quick. That's true. This particular area, yeah, all you have, you're, you're you surrounded have plants by and houses. That's Well, techniques. plants as in, you know, manufacturing plants. Yeah. I could show you just some... Taquerias. Some, yeah, that's true. I want the fast food. All right, that's the fucking show, guys. It is. Uh, thanks Most- to Lone Star Buttons for being a sponsor. And gently, go fuck yourself. Yes. Don't piss yourself. Don't piss yourself. Don't shit the bed. <laughs>